Hello and welcome to the Plotting Along podcast. I'm your host, Eden Northover, an editor, writer, reader, dog mum and more. Think of me as your literary sidekick, your writing bestie and this podcast your safe space where we talk writing, editing, books, publishing and all the things. So let's navigate this exciting world of writing together, grab a coffee, relax and let's get into it. Back to the Plotting Along podcast. I hope you've all had a fantastic week. I personally have been very busy. I actually did complete the Jot Bin and Pants method as discussed in the last episode. And yeah, it was a surreal experience. It felt strange to not, you know, sit there and flesh out the characters, the settings, the different chapter outlines. So it was very strange to, you know, write different scenes on index cards in 10 words or less and just see what my mind came up with. But it's a very uh, different experience. It definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. Uh, and to be fair, I'm very interested to see how NaNoWriMo goes trying to write my book alongside this technique. So we will see, we'll stay tuned for that one. So I actually did the planning on my Facebook community group, which is called the Plotting Along Podcast Community. It's completely free if you'd like to join. There is a link in the show notes to join us. And yeah, we do weekly writing sprints, fortnightly Q&As, there's book recommendations, we'll do polls as to different things that you'd like to hear in the next episode. And it's just a really lovely interactive community and I absolutely love speaking to you all on a more intimate basis. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to quickly just let you know about the masterclass I'm hosting this Thursday. Thursday the 19th of October at 7pm UK time, we will be talking about the golden rule of show don't tell. We will be talking about the six guiding principles to implement this within your own writing, the impact that this has for your reader. We'll be looking at these six guided principles when it comes to character portrayals, their emotions, their relationships, so like their chemistry. And this is going to be recorded. So if you can't attend the live, which to be fair, many of you who have purchased the ticket aren't able to, but if you can't, you will all be receiving the recording anyway. You can use this as a valuable resource whenever you like. And my lovely podcast listeners get 30% off by using the promo code PLOTTINGALONGPODCAST in all caps. So if you would like to attend, that is also in the show notes and please use the promo code. And yeah, I'm just very excited to be sharing this with you all. Today's episode I will be answering your questions around editing, particularly self-editing. So for those of you who don't know me, I am a fiction editor and I work mainly with self-published writers to help elevate their manuscripts and give them the confidence they need to pursue self-publishing and become the author they've always dreamed of. And so on my Instagram and on the Facebook community group, I asked you if you have any questions around self-editing that I can answer. And I got quite a few responses and so I wanted to share those responses with you all today. But first of all, let me just tell you why self-editing is so important. So let's say you've just finished your first draft. My advice to you is to leave it. That's always what I say to absolutely everyone. If you've finished your first draft, do not start edit straight away. You need to give it time to rest. You need to give your mind time to process everything. So when it comes to looking back at your work, you can review it with a fresh perspective. Your first draft is going to be your worst draft. You are going to make many mistakes and that's completely okay. This is why we call it a trash draft because the aim of the first draft is just to get the book done just to get it written but it's important for you as a writer to develop your editing skills so when it comes to writing in the future you can pick up
up on these mistakes more quickly and correct them. But that's why I wanted to answer your questions around self-editing because it is a very important skill to develop as a writer and as an editor myself, I think it's really important to help you do that. So one of the questions I was asked was how to find and deal with crutch words. And so crutch words are synonymous with filler words. And these are words that we over rely on and overuse in our writing to create a pause. You'll even find with me talking now that I'll be using filler words such as um, uh, like, well, so, and these are words that I use to create a pause. I subconsciously do this. So I'll use these words to create a pause and it allows me the time to think through what I'm going to say next. And as writers, we do this in our writing as well. And so we'll use crutch words such as just, actually, very, that, so, well, we'll use these words to fill a gap that we feel is missing from the sentence. But if you feel like you're over relying on filler words or that you feel the urge to include it, take a look at that sentence and think of ways to restructure it, rephrase it so that the filler word isn't needed. Often find by removing them that the sentence makes complete sense without it. The only time I will ever advise people to keep in crutch words is if you're really trying to convey a talkative, conversational tone from a first person perspective. So in dialogue, for example, I would keep filler words in. I wouldn't overdo it, but I would keep it in to convey natural speech. But if you feel like you're overusing crutch words, how can you find and deal with them? So one way we can do this is by using a word frequency calculator. There is a link that I will be putting in the show notes for you to use and try out. It is called www.rapidtables.com slash text slash word counter dot html l html <laughs> like i said i'll put it in the show notes so it's obviously easy for you to just click the link but what you can do with this is you can copy a passage from your manuscript and paste it within the text box this will identify to you the crutch words and filler words that you are using in your narrative and so make note of this look through your manuscript delete them from your manuscript and then look at the sentences afterwards look at the passages afterwards and figure out if there are maybe some rephrasing or restructuring that you can do to make the sentence flow and improve the pacing without feeling the need to add that filler word in because you do not need that filler word it makes sense without it another way we can do this without having to use the word frequency calculator is just select a random page in your manuscript whatever page you want and just go through and make note of the different phrases or terms that you are overusing but if your story's on a word document like mine is you can use microsoft tracking to help you with this. So go on to review, type in the word that you feel like you may be overusing and it will come up with every stage in your manuscript where you use this word and you can either replace it with something else, you can either suggest to remove them all and then this will do that automatically for you. Or you can systematically look through the list, read the sentences, see where you may need to reshuffle or rephrase a few things and just edit it that way systematically by using Microsoft Tracking. So I hope that helps answer your question about finding and dealing with crutch words. But just to summarize, you can either use the word frequency calculator, you can find and highlight these within your manuscript itself, find a page, find a chapter, read through it, make note of the words or phrases that you might be overusing often. And yeah, just be mindful of them, delete them and look at the sentences afterwards and figure out whether or not you may need to do some reshuffling, rephrasing just for the passage to flow and for the pacing to improve. Or you can use Microsoft Tracking, as I suggested, with the review tool, which will help you to identify these words, remove them, or systematically look through each sentence where the word is used and decide what you want to do from there.
And the next question I was asked, which I'm going to read from my laptop because I can never <laughs> remember the whole question, was how many layers of edits should be done before finalizing everything? Because I feel like no matter how many times you go through the manuscript, there's still a potential to miss out some mistakes. So I absolutely love this question. I think as writers, there's a huge lack of clarity as to how many drafts you should be doing before you send it for professional guidance, how many rewrites or revisions need to be done before you then feel ready to self-publish or publish or seek um, literary agents. And to be honest, it's always going to differ from person to person. But what I always advise is when it comes to self-editing, you should be doing around one to three revisions. So one to three drafts. Your first draft is the trash draft. This is always going to be your worst draft and that's completely fine. The whole aim of the first draft is to just get the thing done, get it written and, you know, worry about the mistakes later. And with your second draft, I think it's a good time to look at the big picture elements. So whether your characters are fully fleshed out, whether the setting is enhanced, whether you might need to add to the world building. Are there any major plot holes that stand out to you? Is there any inconsistencies throughout your book that you may need to address? What can you develop to improve the quality of your story? With your third draft is to improve the readability of it. So this is when you're going to be copy editing. You may also be identifying grammatical and punctuation errors, spelling errors. You can use software such as Grammarly or ProWritingAid to help you with this as well. And you're definitely right. No matter how many times you go through the manuscript, there's still going to be mistakes. And so that's why after your third draft, it's probably best to then get it looked at by either beta readers or get a professional editor to look at it for you. Because your book is your baby it's going to be so hard for you to identify the mistakes that others will be able to it can be hard for us as writers to sit back and be objective about our book because we have such an attachment to it we've worked so hard on it it's so understandable that when it comes to editing your book you're not going to find everything you have poured blood sweat and tears into this book so it's really important to have somebody else look over it to receive that objective feedback to receive that constructive criticism as this is actually what's going to really help you to improve your manuscript so just as a summary when it comes to self-editing and how many revisions you should be doing before you feel like it's finalized my answer to you is to obviously finish your first draft look at the big picture elements within the second draft. This is where you look at resolving any inconsistencies, plot holes, improving the characters, the setting, the world building. You can then move on to the third revision, which is going to be the copy editing and improving the readability of your manuscript. Then once you've done all that, look for beta readers and hire a professional editor. And so the last question is how to compensate for not having a second pair of eyes looking at your work. And so there's different ways we can do this. We can use software such as ProWritingAid and Grammarly. These are ones that I actually use personally just to help me sometimes resolve mistakes that I may have missed uh, in my own work. However, and I really need to stress this, software such as ProWritingAid and Grammarly, whilst they're great tools, they're not to be used as a substitute for a professional. Because they're obviously AI generated, they can't capture the human voice, the human experience. They don't always understand the context of what you're writing. Although they can be really helpful to identify obvious mistakes, they're not always the most trustworthy in terms of relying on that completely. But they can be really helpful when self-editing as they are going to help you identify some really obvious glaring mistakes, whilst also identifying areas where you might be using passive voice over active voice, some stylistic errors, spelling mistakes, grammar mistakes. These tools can be really beneficial to identify that for you and to also help you be mindful of that during your own edits and future revisions. And so whilst these softwares can be very beneficial, 
my advice to you is always going to be find a second pair of eyes and that might seem very counterproductive and it might be a very frustrating answer to your question but let's say you finished your manuscript you do not want the second pair of eyes to be the readers you do not want them to be the one to identify the mistakes that's why beta readers can be really helpful and I would advise to use around five to ten different beta readers as you're going to get different feedback from all of them and they can really help you to spot inconsistencies plot holes maybe there's a lack of clarity in certain areas of your manuscript they might identify this for you as well but beta readers again similar to Grammarly, similar to ProWritingAid, they're not substitutes for a professional editor. So yeah, to compensate for not having a second pair of eyes, use tools such as Grammarly, ProWritingAid. There are probably many others out there, but these are ones that I use personally. These are ones that I trust personally. Again, I definitely wouldn't advise you to use them as a substitute for an editor, but they are really helpful tools to use during the self-editing process. If you don't want to find beta readers, then speak to your friends and family. Who do you trust enough to provide you with the feedback that you need? to improve your book because what you don't want to be doing is giving your manuscript to friends who are too afraid to tell you the truth because that's not going to help you either you need someone to be constructive who's going to be honest about the strengths and weaknesses of your book so you know how to progress going forward I hope that helped to answer your question about compensating for a second pair of eyes either use tools such as Grammarly or Pro Writing Aid use beta readers or entrust your manuscript with some family and friends who you know are going to be honest with you with their feedback so yeah I really hope this helped to answer all of your self-editing questions if you do have any more then please let me know in the comments and I will look to answering them in a future episode but yeah I wish you all a fantastic week if you're planning for NaNoWriMo please let me know how you're getting on and join us on the Facebook group to chat about it a little bit more share our experiences and join in on the writing sprints I feel like they're such a helpful productive way to get things done but once again thanks for listening I absolutely love hearing all of your feedback and for those who've reached out to me on Facebook Instagram YouTube I honestly it means the absolute world to me so I hope to hear from you soon and just have the best week and I'll see you in the next episode bye